Okay, so on last month's episode, I said, tee ha ha, wouldn't it be funny if we did a movie that was bad? And thus I picked a movie that neither of us had seen, and the poster made it look like this is going to be bad. And what I'm going to say is this. It is not the worst horror movie that I have watched from the year of our Lord, 2000. Because this month on The Girls Who Cried Be Horror, for our season two finale, we are talking about Python. The Girls Who Cried Be Horror. Oh, goodness gracious. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 24. Yeah, 24. 24 of The Girls Who Cried Be Horror. As always, I am Anya. Hi, creeps. I'm Alex. I'm so excited <laughs> that we're wrapping up what I feel like was such a wonderful season, and I'm excited to talk a lot of shit, but with a lot of love about this movie. Ugh. Yeah, I mean, it's like there is a lot to unpack, and there's not a lot to unpack, to be quite honest. There's nothing to unpack. No. Um, <laughs> it's funny, though, because you watched it, like, a day before I did, or, like, maybe two days before I did, and you were, like, texting me, like, vague things, like, before I just being like, oh my god, like, you know, it's so bad, blah, blah, blah. And I went into it being like, yeah, I purposely picked a movie that, like, was not going to be good. But while I was watching it, I was like, not to say that I thought the movie was good. I'm going to refrain from saying anything about that currently. But I was like, this is not as bad as I thought it was no. going to be. Yeah. I really believe that it's so bad that it comes back in a circle around to being good. Well, when we get to the um, behind-the-scenes stuff... Mm-hmm. Um, I actually found something that made me go like, you know what? I feel like I have a greater appreciation for this. Um, so we'll get to I mean, that. But yeah, there's a big difference between like a bad movie and a bad fun movie. And I just re- was really hoping this wasn't going to be like a fucking Sharknado or something where I'm just miserable the whole time. And yeah. I'm like, this is painful. This is boring. I don't want to watch this. But so like almost every action that the characters make makes no sense. So it's like a really fun journey to just be like, what is going to happen next? Because this screenplay is fucking wild. I agree. There's a lot of the things yeah. that, wor- that worked for it for me on top of other, like it didn't look, I mean, we're not going to talk about the CG snake quite yet, <laughs> but other than the CG snake, it didn't look as bad. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to fucking say it deserves any fucking awards for cinematography or anything, but like, once again, I was like, oh, okay. Like when you look at this poster, you're like, this is going to be like, the worst thing I've ever visually laid my eyes on, and not the case. Um, but also, there's a lot of silliness in the movie, and like not well, silliness in the way where it's like, yes, there's also silliness in the way where it's like, this is so ridiculous and dumb. Mm-hmm. It's silly, but like intentional. Like we're making this character like say a silly, funny line. Like here, insert you know, this is us doing a joke here. Where you're like, okay, I give you more leeway on that because it feels like when you're when you're doing goofy silliness in a giant snake movie, you kind of like. You understand, and as the creator, that, like, this is silly. Like, you don't have to take it really seriously. Yeah. I mean, I have two things to say to that. I think in terms of talking about it, like, visually looking pretty decent, I will say that I didn't realize this was a TV movie when I first watched it. Um, And I would say if it was a theatrical release, it's not good. But for a TV movie, I was, like, kind of impressed. Oh, yeah. This is really quite good for a TV movie. Like, the acting... In terms of, you know, some shit I've seen on sci-fi, like, the quality, everything. I was like, okay, for a TV movie, this is not that bad. But in terms of, like, 
it being silly. I feel like it's marketed as a comedy first. It's like comedy, horror, thriller or whatever. But I don't know. I didn't – I think that if this movie really leaned into the camp and, like, tongue-in-cheek of, like, we know what we're doing, wink, wink, then I think it would have been really, really great. But for me, it felt like all of the actors were taking it really seriously. And so a lot of the comedy, I felt, came from it just being bad and not because they, like, meant it to be bad. Which, I don't know what the intent behind it was, but I feel like they should have, like, I feel like Robert England always leans into the camp. Oh, So he yeah. works so great for me in this. But everybody else is, like, so serious and, like, really ha- acting. And I'm like, but this is a big snake movie. Can we have a little fun? I don't know. Well, I have some f- some interesting background I think you'll be interested in. Good. That's gonna I'm so excited for the background because I know nothing. Um, yeah. I've never so, even heard of this movie. Uh, girl, the thing is, like, we have, I, we might have talked about it before, we have, like, a list that we, like, made, right, at the beginning of the podcast, and we still add to it, where it's, like, these are movies we could do. And, like, I had added this one very early on, but I, I, I never heard anything about it. I never watched it. I, like, must have seen it on some other list, and I was like, yeah, that mm-hmm. looks fucking stupid, but we'll, we can do that at some point. So, I also went in completely blind, other than I was like, it's gonna be another killer snake movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I guess we should get into the meat of it all. So, for starters, um, if you would like to watch this movie for yourself, as per usual, um, it is available on Tubi Baby, and that's pretty much, I think, it. It's probably available on, like, a handful, I think, of, like, those like, I three apps. It. I watched it on Prime. Oh, you watched it on Prime. But it was like, I don't know. I watched it on Prime, but it was like through IMDb TV with Yeah, ads. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I have I don't have like subscribed to IMDb Plus or anything. I don't know what that is, but I just have a Prime account and it let me watch it with ads. Yeah, so. IMDb TV does that sometimes through Prime. But like IMDb TV, I think, is one of those ads where it's like, it's like voodoo free, like all those. Mm-hmm. Where like, because when I was yeah. on the Roku and I typed it in, I knew it was on Tubi, but then it like gave me like three other options where it's like, this for free, this for free, this for free, this for free. Mm-hmm. So it's available for free on most of these little apps um, with ads. Um, but, you know, Tubi is number one in my heart, so I always got to plug Tubi. Mm-hmm. Um, and do you do you want to give everybody a rundown of what it is if they're not going to watch? Before yeah, we get I mean, background? I'm going <clears> to – Briefly, let's see. So Python <laughs> follows – let's see. Okay. <laughs> this is a movie about uh, – a small town who have to deal with a big, giant, genetically modified snake that is being transported by military cargo and, of course, escapes its cage and the plane crashes. It has now arrived in this small town and we follow a group of friends who have their own, you know, romantic drama, love triangle, rivalries and things um, as they band together to try to save the town from this enormous snake with the help of a herbologist played by Robert England, who is a doctor of reptiles. I think he has been involved in the engineering of this snake, so he knows all about it. And some government officials are also there and some dumbass police. It's basically just everyone in the town trying to get together to stop a, like, 60-foot python, I say in quotes, because I don't think it's really a python, but we'll get to that. Um, yeah, and that's pretty much it. It's just a big old snake movie. Yeah, it, it's pretty straightforward. It, it, um, it gave me a little bit of, um, eight-legged freaks in a way. How dare you? Uh, uh, girl, <laughs> like, it is just, like, that, like, 
you know, giving me sci-fi no, classic, right. giving me, yeah. like, small town. And, like, that's the, the, the plot. It's just, like, and we're going to unleash these things in the small town, and they're going to fight, and some people are going to die, and some people are going to live until they're dead. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, let's get into some fun background, because first and foremost, I, like, was like, okay, time to get some background. And I was, like, you know, scrubbing IMDb and everything, and there was quite literally, which I had said to you free, I was like, girl, I might not find anything. There was fucking nothing. I was like, there was like, I think like two bullet points. And I was like, right. Um, so this is going to be great. So then I was like, well, I cannot fucking show up to this pod recording with one bullet point. I mean, I guess if I have to, I have to, but like, I was like, I don't want to. So I was just like scrolling through Google and I found the director's website. And at first I thought it was fake because I'm like reading a little like text beneath before you click the Google link and it's like, I'm the director of Python. This is my website where I answer all questions about the movie and I was like, about 2,000 Python? I was like, <laughs> like a website for that. So I clicked it. It's real. It looks like more, less like a website and more like a like blog. Mm-hmm. Um, and the guy is now like, which let me get his name. His name is Richard Clab- Clabo. I don't know if I'm pronouncing the last name correct. Um, good old Richard. We'll call him Richard. Um, he's now a, I believe, a film teacher at some college somewhere. Oh, that's cool. So, um, and he was very adamant at the beginning. He was like, listen, like, we were not trying to make a motherfucking Oscar pick. Like, mm-hmm. this was, like, a movie, like, that was supposed to be, like, like he was like, everything you, you were saying that it is, like, that's exactly what it was supposed to be. Like, mm-hmm. low budget, made for TV movie, like, da 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 Um, you know, trying to just, like, make some money, like, not trying to make something profound. Yeah. Um, so he was, like, you know, he had the website, and he was, like, and I'm going to, like, answer a bunch of questions or, like, shit that I see people, like, in reviews and stuff online, like, always bringing up and, like, saying because, like, I'm obviously, like, as a film teacher especially, not going to, like, comment back on these reviews and be, like, well, actually. And he was, like, you know, and, you know, just to, for shits and giggles and, like, maybe, you know, you can learn something from my responses, you know, about Well, thank God he did this. Oh, I was, like, this is – it's so funny because this is exactly what I needed. Like, give me the background about the movie. Um, so I'm going to start with the one thing that I got that was not from his website, which is that um, the Python, which is pretty much 100% CG the whole time, um, there much. was – Yeah. There was a full-scale Python, Python head that was constructed um, okay. and used during filming, but then it's never seen on screen during the final cut. So apparently every moment that it was, for some reason, like, used in the movie, like, this huge prop python head on the fucking cutting room floor. So it's actually never seen. <laughs> Do you think it was more for, like, to give the actor something to react to? It's, it's possible, yeah. He had a whole section on his website, like, because there was, like, the opening, and, like, these, like, a long-ass shit. And it was, like, and I'm reading this, of course, like, fucking 10, 11 at night. And I get through, like, all the other things. I'm, like, take it out. It's, like, great, 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 great. And then... It gets this whole thing. He's like, okay, like, now I have to talk about the Python head. And it's, like, several paragraphs. And I was like, sorry, y'all. <laughs> um, so, you know what, guys? If you really care about the Python head, you need to know more. Check out director uh, Richard Clavo's website about Python. Um, okay. And read it in your own time. But anyways, Python had um, three sequels. Um, <laughs> One in 2002 called okay. New Alcatraz, apparently is also known as Boa. Um, it's about a giant prehistoric boa constrictor that is accidentally unleashed into a state-of-the-art That's not prison. That's a sequel. In, in Antarctica. Um, I don't, that was not a sequel. It's about a different snake. 
Girl, you know they're gonna tie. It's not a sequel. It's just another snake movie. Um, then second one is Pythons Two, also out in two thousand two. Um, about two carnivorous mutant pythons that terrorize a Russian research complex and military base. And then the third one in two thousand four, and this is how Boa ties in, is Boa versus Python, which is exactly what you think it would be. It's the Boa versus the Python. Um, Sequels. So, you know, if you couldn't get your fix from just Python 2000, don't worry, there's so much more. Um, so here, okay, so I might have some direct quotes from the director. Um, so he said, quote, when we were shooting Python, I told everyone to watch the original film of Tremors because that was the tone I wanted to go for, mixing humor and horror. Because he was addressing the fact that, like, most people watch this and they're like, oh, and especially because of, like, when it came out, like, right after Anaconda, like, you're trying to rip on the huge, like, Anaconda thing, which, to be fair, he did not write the script. He was just brought on as the director. Um, I believe one of the producers was also the writer of the script. Um, and, yeah, and, like, he was, like, so I was never trying to do Anaconda. Like, literally, if you watch Anaconda, which we have, obviously. <laughs> Shout out. You, you guys fucking know. Um, the only correlation is that there's giant snakes. Like, story-wise, there is nothing that is the same um mm -hmm. so he was like i was very much trying to do tremor and he literally was so funny on the website he was like tremors which is uh by very much a better movie better made better everything i was like correct um mm -hmm. shout out to our tremors episode two um where we realized that it has like low-key the perfect pacing of any movie i've ever fucking seen i just think that i i it's good to know that that's what he was, like, going for because it's exactly what I'm saying. Like, Tremors has that tongue-in-cheek, like, I know I'm a campy, silly, crazy creature movie. And it works, and it is funny. But this, I feel like, I can see that he was going for that, but, like, none of it really landed for me. Well, it's not even about not landing because here's the next quote that I have. Because, as yeah, as I said, he was, like, he kept bringing up fucking Tremors on the website. Like, he was, like, Tremors stan fucking number one. And I was like, okay, like, I have a lot of respect for you for fucking, mm -hmm. you know, fucking with Tremors. Um, so here's the next quote. The fact of marketing is that action knows no borders, but comedy does not sell well internationally, which is a large market for a film of this type. As the movie came in, I think, wait, as the movie came in, I think was some this is he didn't had some fucking spelling mistakes so i copied and pasted a girl um there was some legitimate concern with how they were going to sell this thing which did not fall into any known category they'd previously marketed i think a desire grew to try to de-emphasize the quote silly stuff and put more focus on the action the result is a highly schizophrenic movie that feels like it can't decide what it wants to be I love that this is coming from the director. I know. So I don't have to feel bad. <laughs> if I'm like, like this I doesn't work. Think about, like, if I ever, like, put something out and I was like, it's bad. Like, I would immediately be like, and I'm sorry. And I'm sorry. I know it's bad. I'm not going to pretend like it's not. Um, but I will say that, like, even though he's saying, like, he's, like, addressing. Because here's the thing, too. If he was just blatantly like, this is a piece of fucking shit. Like, mm -hmm. I would not respect him as much just because it's like, sure, it might not have turned out exactly. And he talked about that too. He's like, as a film teacher, I have to tell my students all the time. Like, it's one thing to like, as a filmmaker, like, have an idea in your head and like see it perfectly. It's another thing when you have to make it. Like, it, it, absolutely. It, like with budget, with you know the crew you have, with the cash you're able to get, like, you know, with whatever the fucking like producers or whatever are gonna let you get away with like everything it's just like and so sometimes like you still get like the magic fantasy you want but a lot of times it's like you have to compromise and you know you don't you're not gonna know what it's gonna be in the end until it's the end um which is a hard truth i feel like um 
if only, you know, we could just magically pull exactly what we see in our brains and put it on a screen, we might have less fucking horseshit we have to sit through. Um, but I, I respect that he was like, listen, I recognize that there's flaws with this. This is, you know, literally st- from step one, two, three, this is how that turned into this. But he, mm-hmm. he doesn't talk about the movie in an overtly negative way where he's like, I don't think it does. Like, he's like, listen, I'm not trying to make yeah, another yeah. one. I'm not trying to do fucking Pythons 3 at any point. Like, I'm happy where I am in my life right now. But, like, he clearly still has, it feels like, love for this movie, which I also respect. Like, he's like, listen, yeah. I'm not going to say it, it's anything that it isn't, but I'm also not going to sit here and be like, biggest regret of my fucking life, I'm so sorry that I did this. Like, it's not that serious. Yeah. Oh, that's... It is disappointing, though, because, like, even though I do think that he is correct and that the tone is kind of all over the place and it doesn't really know what it is, I still had so much fun with it, and I'm now I just know that there was potentially an edit of it that does lean into the camp yeah. and would have made what I think is, like, a, a bad fun time into, like, a really potentially good fun time. So, yeah, ugh, I want him to, di- to release a director's cut. That's what I want. Yeah, I mean... You hear me, sir? Richard, listen up. Um, but yeah, I think I didn't hear it completely right because I see this. I, that's why I was jotting down. I was like, oh my god, like this this saves it in my eyes so much. Like knowing that there was this intent. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think if they had been able to like fully keep all that silly stuff that they wanted, that there's like you know moments of like especially like I feel like the biggest moment of the silly stuff is the Jenny McCarthy stuff, which I yeah. honestly I loved. I thought it was so fun. I was like. <laughs> Yeah, it really comes out of left fucking field. Because, like, none of the other stuff is there. I think that, like, once again, not that it would be on the level of Tremors, because, like, Tremors, yes, is silly, but, like, Tremors is just... is... Très magnifique. Um, But I think that it would have garnered, like... Like, this would have been something I would have heard about, you know? Like, people would like this a lot more, and it would be something that people are like, oh, it's so fun. Whereas, like, it is now... not that it's a fully bad thing, but, like, it is just, like, something where, like, I would see it on the Sci-Fi Network, like, one night in October and be like, why not? Why not just keep this on? Well, because, like, I know you were saying that he doesn't, he didn't, like, compare it in his mind at all to Anaconda, but, like, if you do compare the two, it's funny because Anaconda is a big, like, mainstream release, and I think this movie's a lot more fun and has a lot more rewatchability than Anaconda does, and mm. yet this ended up just being a TV movie that you know, is not as well-known. And, and that's because Anaconda... I'd rather watch it. ...does not lean into the silliness. Now, granted, over time, obviously, Anaconda, especially choices made in Anaconda, have become camp. Um, specifically, you know, John Voight and, you know, every just choice that J-Lo made, you know, visually as a, a beauty icon. Um, that motherfucking lipstick girl. I know. Um, mm. But... Yeah, other than that, so it is just, like, so it, and I think because of, like, because it was big budget, because of the cast, mm-hmm. of course, it's, like, always going to stick out in people's minds, like, well, that is the pinnacle of, like, big snake movie, where, truthfully, it might not even be the best or most fun snake movie. No, I had more fun with Python. And, and there it is. Um, it's a less con- convoluted plot. The acting is, in my opinion, still decent. Yeah. Um... It still has some big names in it. Obviously, the CGI is where the big difference is because I do love that pussy mouth in Anaconda. Pussy mouth um, is fun, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, aside from the CGI, technically, I think Python is very well made, especially for a TV movie, and I think it should be known as well as Anaconda. I agree. Because, truthfully, 
girl, like, I thought, I, as I said already, I thought we were going to scrape the bottom of the fucking barrel. Like, oh, I me thought, too. I thought it was going to fully be like, you guys, you, this will be fun because it's truly like I lost more than 75% of my brain cells watching it. Don't ever seek this out. Where, like, this is like, I'm like, yeah, you guys should watch it. It's fun. It's silly. It's stupid. Like, you'll have a good time with it. Yeah, I was relieved because the last time you picked a movie we hadn't seen was Maximum Overdrive. Okay, and don't fucking felt about blame me again for this shit. I'm just saying, I did not care for that movie, and I was like, I don't know how I'm going to talk about it. And I was like, oh, God, I really don't want another one of those situations, but no way it up. It's so different. Yeah. Polar opposites. Um. All right. So to keep going with these behind the yes. scenes, another quote from the director um, is, um, at the beginning of the movie, which is a big thing in the forest with some ladies oh yes originally we'll we'll get to that in a minute but originally it was supposed to be guy and a girl your classic like we're camping and we're making love and then a creature comes upon us and kills us um Mm -hmm. so that was like the original version um so the director says i guess i believe speaking of that original version um this is a direct quote Now there was, in the first version, a far more graphic, sexual, and shall we say, quote, unique way by which the snake killed the woman that was definitely, quote, or caps, cap locks, not something from a 1950s B picture. How graphic was it? Let's put it this way. In even alluding to it while doing the commentary track, they they made us stop and re-record that section as it was deemed too nasty. What was it? He does not say. Oh, so we will. Oh it's not even on the commentary track because they took it off. So we will <sighs> never know. Uh, I need to know. I, I need mean, to know. I mean, part of me is like, okay, if it's like coming from a scene where like these two people were just fucking, and he, mm-hmm. presumably the boyfriend has walked away or has already been killed off screen or some shit, and she's like, you know, similar to what does end up happening. She's like, what? You're, are you trying to scare me? Blah blah. Whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm like, does the snake like? god you know trigger warning like rape her with its tail or some shit like even what? but even its tail is too like big it's huge it literally is beyond the size of her body i don't know what he that big ass snake could possibly do to a, a woman other than just like kill her but okay i'm yeah, very so, curious you know i guess our imaginations can come up with more fucked up okay. shit than anything i mean that's control. what i was thinking if anything as well because what else? A snake doesn't have any fucking limbs. Well, especially like, when you come do? to horror, it's just, like, there's not a lot, like, I don't say it's not going to shock me, because when I visually see it, I'm going to react, but, like, in the sense of, like, if you were, like, and it turned her inside out, blah, 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 I'd be like, mm-hmm. okay, sure. Why can't you say that? I guess it's, like, Fang could go inside her. <sighs> I don't know. I don't like it. Anyways, <laughs> it's making me clench. Um, so, on that topic, so, in the actual movie... The opening is similar to people in the woods having a fun little uh, time sexually. It ends up being two women, a lesbian mm-hmm. couple. Um, so uh, also when this happened, I was like, what? Because it starts out where this one woman is like getting her pussy ate, girl. And I was like, what? This is what we're starting with? Oh my goodness gracious. This is amazing. And then it's literally lesbians. And I was like, and they're lesbians? Well, one of them is bisexual, I believe, because she... She's been with makes... every guy in town as well. Well, what annoyed me about... I think this scene was the first scene where I was like, what is this screenplay? Why are we doing this? Because she is, you know, the woman is going down on her, and she's, like, crying out, and she calls her Robert. And I'm like, why? And then the woman's like, my name is Roberta. And I'm like, in what world? Like, is she also seeing someone named Robert? Because that's right. not made clear. Why would you... 
misgender her while she's going down on you. And, like, it just didn't make any sense. And I was like, really? This is how we're going to create conflict here? Okay. I mean, he, he was talking about it on his website for a good amount, being like, most people are either like, this is the most distasteful fucking scene I've ever seen in a movie. Like, well, like, really hate it. Or it's people not distasteful. Are, or people are like, this is amazing, blah, blah. Like, I can't not believe amazing. you started. Yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> I neither. Right. But, like, so he's he was like, listen, I wish it was, like, my idea to do it. But, like, it was, like, the writer or producers or whatever. I don't fucking know. But originally, essentially, they were, they had written it. All this shit. And they were like, you know what? We want to be, like, progressive and blah, blah. We should put a lesbian character in the movie. Okay. So, like, not the opening. We just, like, had a, a lesbian character. So, here's another direct quote. The idea would to be cast would be to cast a woman as Deputy Larson, that part played by William Zabka in the film, mm-hmm. and let her be a lesbian. Everything else remains the same. The idea would be that she had an affair with Kristen while John Cooper was gone. The deputy and John would still get into this big fight, adding a new dynamic to the subtext, but with everything else the same, just playing Larson as a woman. So, yeah. I, I, I would have been down for that. That's the thing, it's just like, I wish we had gotten that, because it's like, it, it's cool that you open up a film from the 2000s, and it's just like, and we're not being weird about it. I mean, the opening is weird. I'm not going to pretend it's not, like, this weird, like, out-of-pocket, like, oh, moment. But, like, in a sense of, like, yeah, we established this character right early on. And, like, as you said, like, the one woman is a lesbian. The other woman is bisexual. Um, and they make that very clear. I mean, it's definitely part of, like, a bit. Like, her, the whole running bit, especially right afterward, when they, like, find her pet snake that she brought with her, which we will definitely have to talk about. We'll get yes. to it. Um is, like, everybody knows the snake. They're like, it's Lady G or whatever. And they're like, how do you know? It's like, oh, it's what's-her-name snake. Like, because they've all dated her at some point or, like, hooked up with her. Um, and I just wish that, like, you know, I, I'm, I like that they have that bisexual character. But then, obviously, she's, like, dead immediately. And I think yeah. he was talking about that, like, it definitely became something from, like, the studio where they were like, no, we're not going to do that. But, like, oh, my God, we can, we can have, like, this, like, lesbian scene at the beginning because, like, yeah, it's not going to last and it'll be over. Um, and and he was, like, and it's unfortunate that that happened because, once again, kind of going back to what people were saying, where it's, like, if you hate that scene, like, if you're, like, fuck this, it's right at the beginning of the movie, so you've already checked out and you're not going to watch anymore. You're, like, fuck this movie, no. Or if you really like it, it's just kind of this, like, crazy, like, and it is, like, very, like, campy to a certain degree and, like, silly but then he's, like, because, once again, going back to the other thing about, like, having to cut a lot of silly stuff, like, you're, like, oh, okay, so this is the level the movie is going to be on the whole time, and it's not. So then, like, he feels like you might be, then, like, you go and you're really excited, and then you're disappointed. So he's, like, it kind of, like, works against me either way with that. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't really think anything about that scene. I, like, it. I think nothing of the fact that it's two women. It's not something that I really think needs to be noted. I mean, I guess in 2000, sure, we're still, like so fucking far behind but like it's two women okay and then they die okay what i like, it, i don't <clears throat> hate it i don't love it it's it just is what i will say though the only reason i feel like i'm grateful that they didn't go with deputy larson being a woman mm-hmm. based on the storyline he's saying like we would have kept it all exactly the same is like mm-hmm. um kristen who is the woman between the two of them like she was with this guy john he left they made it, like, unclear, like, why he left. I thought they said at one point he, like, deployed. So I was like, so did he go to war? Like, what's going on? Um, 
he leaves, so she finds Salas and the deputy, and they, like, mm-hmm. fall in love and, like, are ready to, like, start a family, and then John comes back and, like, I guess she, like, falls in love with him again and leaves the deputy, and then the whole time the deputy is obviously fucking bitter, and, like, and she's overtly in his face being, like, it's over between us, like, let it go, leave John alone, which, like, yes, I understand the deputy's, like, anger, but there's also the sense of, like, that classic, like, the boyfriend that just, like, will not, like, move on. Like, it's my decision. You can be angry about it, but, like, stop trying to insert yourself in my life and, like, force me to, like, be with you again. I'm happy that it wasn't a woman, especially, like, a lesbian in that position because I feel like a lot of times, like, unfortunately, like, the way that, like, members of the gay community are portrayed is just, like, you know, like – these weird it's like the way that like when men are in locker rooms with a gay man and they're like oh my god they're like gonna be looking at me and into me and it's like they don't care mm-hmm. about you motherfucker like so i don't you don't want like a picture of somebody like that like painted that way and also at the end of the day i would not believe for a fucking second if the deputy was a woman that i'm sorry like if you realize you're like actually i'm i'm into women on either on top of men or whatever you're not going back to this dumb ass motherfucker that's a dude that, like, left you. You're like, I've literally ascended. I'm yeah, not Well, that's back. another reason. I feel like you, that could also potentially be read incorrectly of, like, if they did have the deputy be a woman, it, some people could read that as, like, oh, well, like, he left her, so she just, like, settled for this woman that was here until he came back and, like, she was like, okay, well, like, you were just kind of a placeholder, and it, it could yeah. be read that way, which is also, and it, like, problematic so and you don't want it to feel like yeah like this like fling type of thing mm-hmm. where it is just like i just want to try out girls for one well, yeah because especially yeah. like women who are bisexual so many people in like society love to be like oh well like women who are bisexual like like men but they just like have fun with women and it's like that's not right it's just it like they, they see it as like oh like you just like want to have this like you want you feel like you're more interesting if you say that or like exactly you like maybe one time like kissed a girl and then you're like i'm bisexual where it's just like that's not the case yeah also like who are we to deem what anybody's sexuality is like you can fucking be whatever the fuck mm-hmm. you are like anyways so yeah, it's in a better movie yeah i would love to have a full main character that like starts at the beginning sees the end be a lesbian and be well-rounded hopefully not a fucking cop but like whatever um mm-hmm. it just feels like yeah, this is a weird movie where they were trying to tackle it and it's like why of all movies was it fucking python in 2000 that was like how can we work a lesbian into this yeah i think if it had been included with the script as is it would not have worked i feel like there would have had to be a lot of script adjustments to make it like make sense there's also like a physical fight between the two of them and i think that would have been not okay to have like oh you're right yeah, john yeah. cooper fighting like a female cop just like over <laughs> another woman like it would be weird and aggressive it, it would be giving very much um oh my god what is that fucking kevin smith movie like chasing amy oh, i hate chasing amy so <laughs> <laughs> don't come for me like i'm not coming for you girl i saw chasing amy one time i don't even remember half of it i just remember like watching it and being like this seems wrong like, I was I watched young. it. Like, Greg showed it to me, and I was, like, into it for the first half, and then something happens, and I was – I got so mad, and the rest of the movie, I was just, like, fuming on the couch, like, I fucking hate this, and he was, like, sorry. <laughs> oh, Lord of mercy. Um, all right, and I will say for the last little behind-the-scenes mm-hmm. I have, he talked about – which is something I made note of. I was, like, what is going on? Um, actor Casper Van Dean, I think is his last name, Casper Van Dean's um, accent choice in this. Yes. Oh, my God. We have to talk about he it. He is doing some sort of fucking, I guess what is an attempt at a southern accent. I wish yeah. I could replicate it for you, but, like, not that I'm a queen of accents by any means. But like, every time I, in my head I've, like, tried to replicate it, I'm like, well, I just sound like I'm doing a southern accent. What yeah. he's doing 
it was not quite that, but like an attempt at that. And I don't know how to do that. Um, so he's talking about it and he was like, let me be real with y'all about the fucking accent. Here's what happened. I did not get to meet him until we got to set the day he was shooting. Like that was the first time I met him. So there was no time beforehand where we like did like a rehearsal and he tried it and I could be like, maybe we try something else let's just try some things out so literally get there they're doing like the first like shot whatever with him he does the accent so here for the first time he's like okay so he like pulls aside <laughs> he's like hey king and he's like and he, you know and i really appreciate when he was saying this i was like once again i i have respect for you as a director and he was like the last thing i want to do as a director is make somebody especially like an actor i'm working with feel stupid about a creative choice that they've taken like so he's asking this guy like so like when you envision this character like what do you envision do you have like a backstory for him like how do you because like at the end of the day like none of these characters are like crazy backstories like you can like they're kind of like one-dimensional to a certain degree so like you can come up with whatever the fuck you want to like help you sell the role more um so he asked him he's like you know listening to this blah blah and he was just like and i didn't want to like shoot him down and make him feel bad especially because like i didn't we hadn't had time to go through this. So then we're like on the first day of shooting be like, so that decision about the accent, stupid and bad. I hated it. And he was like, and also like I literally had done like, you know, one scene with the accent and I couldn't fully hear it yet. So he was like, so, you know, I didn't know how bad it actually was. And at that point, like, you know, then we shoot two or three more scenes you with the you accent. You can't lose the accent. And, and he's like, and yeah. then you realize how bad the accent is, but like, we can't undo it. We don't have time to go back and film these scenes oh even without the accent. So it was like, <laughs> so we just had to let him do the accent. Um, I would be really interested to hear um, Casper's take these years later about, like, his choice to do the accent. And if he, since then, has read the director's website or had a fucking talk with him where he, like, was like, why didn't you tell me not to do it? Why didn't you fucking tell Maybe me Maybe he stop? still thinks it's really great and one day he's going to find out and be shattered. That everybody that. is like, bad choice um yeah so that like made me laugh because it the website was just like so perfect when i tell you that it was like everything that i had made a note upon it was like oh that question you have here's the answer for it and i was like <laughs> i wish every director did this oh now. literally i was like this made my fucking job that i thought was gonna be so fucking hard or i was gonna show up looking like an asshole like i don't have anything for you so much easier um i feel like this is one of my best um info you know fun behind the scenes but moments i've had for the pod um, because I had the direct source. Yes. <clears throat> I'm literally going to tag him in this episode. King, we love oh Python. <laughs> Make another one. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, that is Python 2000. So I suppose it's time to get into the movie, which I feel like a good place to start. I mean, there's so many places I could start, honestly. But a good place to start is the scene we just were talking about, which is the opening, which it's okay. technically the second opening of the film because yes. the film opens with your classic, like, two guys flying a, a plane, like a cargo plane, and, like, one's the pilot and the one's in the back with the huge fucking crate, and he's like, something's going on, blah, blah, blah. All that happens, he's like, check the crate! And there's a huge fucking snake that, of course, then kills both of them, makes the plane crash. We get an awesomely bad, like, CG fucking plane crashing. So funny. Presumably in the forest near these two camping women. Well, can I? I already have to. I already have to jump in. Yeah. Because there's two things from this opening scene that I'm like immediately we're not making any sense. Okay, I know what we're doing. Because <laughs> there's two guys. One guy's flying the plane, and the other one. I don't remember if he was also flying it and he like got up or if he was just like sitting in the back. I don't remember. But he's like something's going on back here, and this like big crate. 
And the pilot's like, open it. The guy's like, but it's top secret. Like, I can't open it. And the pilot's like, I give you permission. Oh, yeah. I'm like, who? Why do you have the authority to give permission to open a top secret thing if you don't know what it is? Literally. I don't think that you have that ability. And then they crash. And yeah, it's a full plane crash. And you're telling me that these women were so involved with each other that they didn't hear or see or smell the smoke of a fucking plane crash, presumably less than a mile away from them? I know. I was like, okay. so is this supposed to be days later? Like, I was like, there's no, like, it's just so fucking funny that, like, this plane crash is, like, a, like, a full plane crash. Like, there was yeah. a huge, like, a literal, like, mushroom cloud explosion. Yeah, and it's a small town. Nobody <laughs> noticed. And they don't fucking hear it. Like, no. that's just so dumb. Oh. But anyways, yeah. We've already gotten into it, and we've already gotten into the fact that, like, I was like, something's happening. Like, <laughs> this lady's getting her pussy ate. We're fucking two, uh, two minutes into the movie. Oh, yeah. Um, we don't get that in most movies. I feel like nowadays, like, I feel like when um that fucking, God forbid, Annette came out, and everyone was like, Adam Driver eats pussy in it. And everyone was going crazy <laughs> because, well, there's bitches that are really into Adam Driver. No tear shade, but I am not one of them. Um, But then also because it's just like, we don't get that a lot, us girlies. In the movies. So I was like, not 2000s Python giving us the goods. Um, but yeah, and then the huge thing in that scene that I feel like we haven't addressed, because like there's the whole thing with like, yeah, her misgendering her partner, Roberta. But then also like Roberta like seeming, like I get her being like pressed, like you called me a name that was not mine when we were having mm-hmm. sex. But then on top of that, like then she just seems like pressed at all that this woman that she's with has ever been with other people. Because like, they seem to have, like, kissed and made up somewhat, and then she sees, like, a carving on, like, a tree of, like, um, this woman, uh, Lisa is her name, Lisa and somebody else that I think is, like, a man's name. She's like, oh, like, who's this? And she's like, I don't know, Lisa says something, it's like, whatever, it's, like, not important, it's stupid. And then she's like, fucking bitch. Like, she's, like, mad at her that she's ever yeah. had other partners, and I'm like, you think you guys well, she she makes a point to be like, I'm the only woman you're seeing, right? And she's like, yep, just you. And I'm like, then why are you mad that she's seeing men? Because you've made it clear that she sees men and you're the only woman that she's seeing. But then I feel like there was another one I might have imagined it or, like, misheard something. But I feel like Lisa says something about, like, a woman, another woman she had seen, but, like, in the past. So, like, not currently. Maybe. So then I'm like, so are you pressed that she's, like, like, it was just, like, confusing, like, the whole dynamic between them, which, of course, just comes from the fact that it's, like, at the end of the day, like, you know, I'm not rah rahing any of them for being, like, putting a lesbian in the movie. Like, that's some huge, like, gold star moment. Like, okay, that's a normal thing. But it is one of those things where it's, like, it's definitely coming from probably, once again, two straight white dudes being, like, literally using the words, like, we want to be progressive. So, like, okay, just putting gay women in your film doesn't make you progressive especially if you portray them as like whatever the fuck is happening here like and also the only thing that we get to see them do is like basically fuck oh that just feels like like for your benefit because you want to watch it oh my god yes like the pussy eating for sure i mean literally the shot is like her like literally like leaned over like huge titties great tits i'll say that great have you heard that fucking tiktok audio where it's like great tits beautiful tits i think about (laughs) that all the time usually to myself um (laughs) but yeah completely for a male audience it feels like um and then yeah and then the only thing we get in their relationship is them like being mad at each other like yeah and it it very much like feeds into that male fantasy of a bisexual woman um you know where it is just like 
literally other than this one woman that she seems to be seeing maybe for the first time like it is just like and all my other partners have been men and like i've slept with like every guy in town it's just like oh my fucking god like once again we love sluts we if we if we love sluts you guys do what you want to do and i support you fully i don't like it when it's like clearly this invented idea like for like male fantasy mm-hmm. um you guys are fucking annoying Anyways, all this to say to get to the part I want to actually fucking get to, which was the fact that there's this moment when the plane has crashed, so you're like, I guess these bitches are going to get it, where, um, I don't remember the other woman's name other than Lisa. Roberta. Roberta. Come on! Robert? Yeah, fucking stupid <laughs> ass. Um, but she freaks out, like, they're in a sleeping bag, she freaks out, like, oh my god, something's got her. Lisa pulls out the sleeping bag, and it's, like, a regular-sized python, which are still big snakes, um... She's like, oh, my God, like, calm down. She's like, Lady G, like, her pet snake. So immediately, because at first I was like, where are they camping in, like, I guess, because I think they're in small town California. That I'm like, that there's just pythons. It's Arizona, but it doesn't really matter. Um, I've seen, like, three different things. Who knows? Somewhere in the fucking west that there are pythons just casually on camping grounds. But then she literally is like, oh, like, it's her pet. And she's like, well, I couldn't leave her at home. Like, implying that, like, wherever this bitch goes, she brings her huge-ass python. I was like, already so much to unpack, which is in a base level. Like, why would you bring an animal there that you, in theory, cannot leash? I would just be worried if, like, you really did care about your pet, like, that it would run run away. Like, get lost. You're in the woods, in the dark. I have so many things to say. Where did, if Roberta knew that the python was there... Where did she think it was? You're in a tent. I'm assuming the python would be in the tent with you. Of course it's going to wrap itself around your legs. Like, why are you surprised? Mm -hmm. Also, my biggest issue with the fucking python is there's no reason for this snake to be in this movie. Because the first time you see it, when the plane crash happens, you haven't seen the big snake. You don't know what it is. I mean, obviously you assume it's a giant snake because of the title of the film and presumably you're going into it knowing. But you don't see anything. So then you see this python, and I'm like, okay, was the thing in a plane in the plane like something else, and it's gonna like mate with this python, or it's gonna bite mm. the python and make it radioactive? Very like arachnophobia. Yeah, I was like, is it gonna is this python gonna be the python? And it's literally in that scene, and it's in the scene later when the main characters find it, and it's like given to the police as like, right. oh, this is like Lisa's snake. There's no reason. To have the python in the movie otherwise. The Absolutely only thing no is, like, there's, like, maybe you can draw some, like, once again, stupid fucking, um, like, symbolism from it. Because, once again, it's, like, two women that, like, for the time being are in a lesbian relationship. Um, and, you know, like, they're down. I mean, like, you have the one girl that is bisexual and they've, like, established that, like, she clearly also, like, loves dick because she's gotten every fucking dick in town like having this like i guess phallic animal that is a snake that she brings with her and her fucking partner is already fucking pressed that she's ever been with men in general and then obviously they end up getting fucking killed by the huge python that's in the woods like then their downfall ends up being a bigger version of this phallic animal like i think you're giving them a lot of credit when i think in reality they were like Let's put more snakes in the movie because it's a movie about snakes. <laughs> His voice, you know, like that's that's what I think it you was. You know what? You're probably right. Um, either way, yeah, I agree with you. It's just like it it's it serves so no annoying. purpose to the plot. Um, well, it's funny because um, 
I when I was watching it, uh, I think Roberto had come in behind me, and he was like seeing parts of it. And Robert Englund's in the movie, and he's like the snake doctor scientist dude. And snake he, doctor. They, he is a doctor. They call him doctor at certain points. Um, yeah, he's just like not a doctor that treats snakes. Um, anyways, he's holding the whole time like this small little snake, and near the end of the movie, he like passes off the snake to somebody else to hold for him. And I'm and Roberto was like. Oh, like, they need to, like, get rid of that. Like, why are they keeping that snake that's going to, like, get bigger? Like, I think he thought it was a baby of, like, the big python. And I was like, no, this snake has been here the whole time. Its only purpose is so that we know that Robert Englund is a freaky snake, a snake dude. Doctor. Yeah, like, <laughs> he's, a snake he's like, oh, the guy with the snake. Well, he's the snake guy. Like, so, yeah, it's just, like, these snakes that are just, like, there but, like, don't actually serve any, like, purpose to the plot. Um, but then, like, other things that, like, I know why they're there, but it's just, like, what, of all things that you're, like, we're going to insert this and it is going to mean something. It's, like, when you introduce the acid factory in fucking Act 1, <laughs> it's got to come back in Act 3. you got to kill the snake the in the acid factory, factory in Act 3. Oh. Um, but, yeah, so, but what I will say, kind of because I brought up Robert Englund, um, and let me pull this up here. I kept noticing, like, a bunch of people in this movie where I was, like, oh, my God, that person, that person. Like, I definitely know them from something. And then I was mm-hmm. looking and I was, like, Oh my fucking god! Like obviously Robert Englund, literal king. Like love him to death. Obviously he's Freddy Krueger for those of y'all that can't put it the fuck together. He's done other horror things as well. Then Mister Pink Hair, yes, who was Tommy. I was like the whole time I was like, first of all, this pink hair, I need it. I need it yesterday. This is amazing. Um, he was giving very much that motherfucker from uh Princess Diaries. I think it is that like is on. Is it Princess Diaries? I think there's a motherfucker I, in the first Princess Diaries movie that has, like, pink hair. And he, he was like, giving me Matthew Lillard. Oh, that too. Um, but I was like, I feel like I know him. What do I know him from? Oh, yeah, Bitch. you know him. Will motherfucking Wheaton, <laughs> Gordy from Stand By Me. Uh, I don't think that I've ever, since Stand By Me, watched him in anything else. Because, like, his big, his, like, big thing after Stand By Me was um, being on the Star Trek show. Or at least one of them. There's, like, so many I can't fucking keep track. Um, so I was just like... Not Python 2000 being the next thing I see King Will <laughs> fucking Wheat and Gordy from Stand By Because Stand By Me, obviously I'm sure most of you have, are familiar with Stand By Me. It is an incredible film. It is one of my favorite films. And growing up, like, I very much, like, saw myself in Gordy. Like, Gordy, like, was a very important character to me. So to see King Will Wheaton come back with this motherfucking <laughs> pink hair, I was like, <laughs> Python, what are you doing? Um, then we had, oh my god, I literally made, uh, John Franklin, aka Isaac from Children of the Corn. Oh, I know. You know how much I fucking, I, like, hate and love this one photo from Children of the Corn that I have saved in my phone that I just send people sometimes, where he's, because he's, like, he's supposed to play, like, a child in the film. Yeah. Um, and he's wearing, like, that big crazy hat, and he's standing outside the diner, and he's just, like, leering inside. And I think he looks so fucking scary, but it's also hilarious. There's, um, I forget, I think it was in that uh, Shutter documentary, uh, Horror Noir, where, like, filmmakers talk about black cinema. And there's, Jordan Peele is doing, like, his interview, but he's in his house. And I'll never forget it. I remember, like, zooming in on it. He's, like, doing his talking head. And if you look behind him, there's, like, a framed photo of that Shut photo the from Children of the Corn of him, like, looking. And it kills me. I laugh so hard every time. I don't know if we've talked. I know that I've told you this at some point, And I might have said it on the pod before, so I'm sorry if I'm repeating a story. But in college, I had friends um, who told me oh, no. that I – well, this is oh, the bit. This is, so 
they were like, oh my god, I know who you look like. <laughs> they were like, you look like Malachi from Children of the Corn. <laughs> they didn't mean Malachi because when they showed me pictures, like put us side by side. They Isn't Malachi the, the ginger? The ginger, yeah. They yeah. meant Isaac, but obviously when everyone thinks of Children of the Corn, they think of Malachi. Um, yeah. So I was like, so every time I see a picture of this motherfucker from Children of the Corn, I just think about how these bitches were like spitting image on ya. It's all right. In college, my friends all told me I look like Pepper from American Horror Story. That is so a fine. literal fucking, that is so cruel. They should yeah, fucking, fucking serve time friend. for that. But he's also been in a handful of other horror movies. Like, he was in Child's Play. He was in both the Addams yeah. Family live actions. He was in another favorite that we'll definitely cover at some point, Tammy and the T-Rex. He was mm-hmm. in the motherfucking Tower of Terror movie. Um, oh, Yeah. <laughs> So, John Franklin, you're an icon in your own right. Um, obviously, we have, um, we already talked about Jenny motherfucking McCarthy, who is- Same year Scream 3, baby. Babe. Yeah, Scream 3 legend, but also married to another one of our faves, Donnie fucking Wahlberg. Is he? Is he? Also, I'm not really a Jenny McCarthy fan in general. I don't know so anything about her. So, I'm not going to hype her up. So. She's an anti-vaxxer. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I think it's funny that she did this the same year as Scream 3. Like, what- Fucking polar opposites. Literally. And then there's, um, of course, John Whalen. Not John, Jesus. Sean Whalen, who is, like, kind of, like, the dumbass cop that, like, yeah, I really oh, want to yeah. be a part of it, blah, blah, blah. Like, and he's, like, he's just, like, your pinnacle. I feel like he's, he's in a bunch of movies, actually. Like He's, he's like, a character actor. Yeah. Yes. And he's always playing, like, some, like, weird guy or whatever. Mm-hmm. But horror-wise, um, his big one was, obviously, People Under the Stairs. He's so good in that. Um, he was also in Idle Hands. Christine, you'll love that. Christine being a huge Devon Sawa fan. Oh, um, yeah, we love Devon Sawa in this house. But, I mean, I could probably go through a bunch of these, but, like, there was just, like, so many people in this. Oh, wait, there was one more. The pilot at the beginning, um, he also was in a good amount of shit. Ed, uh, I can't, you know I'm bad with his last names. Ed Louder, I think. Um, okay. He's in, like, a bunch of shit, like, True Romance, like, Leaving Las Vegas, The Longest Yard. Horror-wise, he was in Cujo. Um, mm-hmm. He was also in another movie um, with a young uh, Anthony Hopkins, Magic, the Dahi movie. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Um, so, yeah, it's just like a well, handful. Yeah, I mean, also, William Zabka is, like, very well known for Karate Kid. Yes. He's not really known in terms of, like, the horror genre as far as I know, but, like, he, he I recognized him immediately. Do you want to know something that made me cackle? Is the only other fucking bullet point, other than, like, the first one I read for a behind the scenes, on the IMDb. <laughs> If they're like, William Zapka, like, obviously, like, was in Karate Kid or whatever the fuck and, like, went on to do Cobra Kai, like, which is a huge show now on Netflix mm-hmm. that, like, kind of, like, blew up after it went from, like, YouTube TV to Netflix or whatever. Like, people, like, are obsessed with the show. Um, haven't watched a second of it, so I can't speak on it. Um, but they were like, so he's, now he's doing Cobra Kai. Cobra is a kind of a snake. <laughs> like, look at that connection. I was like, if he had never done Python, I he would it. never have done Cobra Kai. Mm-hmm. I was like, I am you guys reached for the stars with this shit. Oh, um, but yeah, so just like a really good handful of like actors that, yeah, like have either like shown their props when it comes to horror, like previously, or just like, you know, have like these like filmographies where you're like, damn. And yeah. You have to accept so sometimes. Like, I don't think there's anybody, aside from maybe a few people, where it's like, it's just if they've had long careers, like if they're older actors, even if they have, like, a filmography where you're like, yeah, they were in that thing, and that thing, and that thing. You scroll fucking down far enough. Like, they also did, excuse me, that was the burp of the episode. They also did um other shit to pay the bills at some point. Like, of course. Nobody's fucking number one, unless you're fucking Burt Reynolds, baby, for five years, Um, that's going to be top of the billing list forever. 
So you got to make that coin. Listen, and you know what? This is not, as I repeat, the worst fucking 2000s horror film I've either of us have seen because we both watched Urban Legends Final Cut. Oh my god. Ugh. So be blessed that we're but not yeah, talking about that. It's also shit. not the worst TV movie I've seen. I've seen so oh, I saw no. a t- there was a TV movie um that came out like last year that I watched. It was a fucking so much worse than this. And I'm like, twenty years later and you still can't You have not no. stepped your well, fucking snake mouth pussy. The quality game of up. this film is far, far superior. Ugh, um but yes, so I just had to make mention because the whole time I like I'm taking yeah. notes, I'm like, oh my god person wait a minute this person oh, this yeah. person um that's why i think that the acting is pretty decent throughout and i'm like but you're all acting like this is a drama and it's a fucking campy snake movie so i wanted them to you know be a little bit less sag after and like <laughs> really you know lean into the fun of it but not their fault um i mean i also want to make note the opening credits Oh my god, no, we have to talk about the opening credits. The opening credits, okay, was it not giving you, you're gonna know probably the wording that I'm thinking of, but like those old ads where it's like, you wouldn't steal a blah blah blah, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Do you, I can't think of what it is, you know what I'm saying? Like that was the exact same font, like. Yeah, no, it, it absolutely was, it's like very, very early 2000s, I just like, it killed me because it's very like fast cuts of like, you know, people's names and the credits interspersed with our lead John Cooper riding a fucking like 10 speed bike. Yeah. And the way that this motherfucker is like hauling ass on these suburban streets, it was killing me. He was acting like he was in the fucking tour de France. I was like, bud, he's giving um, fucking down. queen Latifah at the beginning of taxi. <laughs> <laughs> so, it was so funny. It just like, he, he acts like he's like on the fucking motocross and I'm like what are you doing he no and it's literally like and it's so funny because like listen like I know we're supposed to wear helmets to be safe but I feel like most of the time in movies like they don't have people wearing helmets because it's not cool no he's fucking strapped up he's got his biking gear on and mm-hmm. also like unless I miss something I'm like he's like crazy into biking it feels like the whole movie like everywhere they go they're on bikes but like not in a cute like 80s boys in the neighborhood type shit it's just like mm-hmm. no he's on his 10 speed and his fucking helmet on and he's like blah. and he's just, like yeah doing like crazy bike parkour shit or whatever and there's like no real reason like there is no explanation of like why is that the huge character choice we went with well there is like <clears> one <throat> setup for it that like in the end i was like is that really why we did the bike thing really because he makes some comment about how like the bike because the bike he's on in the beginning gets destroyed in some way i don't remember um and he's like really upset about it. he's like that bike was like priceless to me like it, oh i think he like i think he runs into the police car and then his car, his bike gets, like, destroyed. And then that cop ends up being like, sorry, man. And I'm like, he ran into you. Why are you apologizing? But he's, like, devastated. But, like, oh, this bike was so personal to me. He was like, I got, like, a state-of-the-art bike given to me for free. And you know what I did with it? I gave it to Tommy because I love this bike so much. And then at the end of the film, when they have Tommy's car, they take the bikes out of his trunk, which I'm assuming is the state-of-the-art yeah. bike so that they can escape from the snake on this fancy-ass bike. I'm like, you guys are, whew. And then, like, at the end, when it's, like, it always cute. I was dying last night because the movie ends. Like, there's the big explosion. Like, whatever the fuck. They finally kill this fucking snake somehow. And then it literally is, like, you know, fades out. And it's always, like, six months later. And I'm, like, no, exactly. After all this shit, I'm dying to know exactly what happened six months from now. Yeah, why do I care? And then, so then it's, like, them in a fucking, like, bike shop that they, like, maybe own. And it's also a cafe. It's just, like, doesn't make any fucking sense. And I'm just, like... Well, what? Can we also discuss what the film ends on? Oh, that she's pregnant? 
Yeah, why does that matter? Why is that, like, the big, like, happy ending? Because it, like, they're like, we're going to have a baby. And then they kiss, and then it, like, freezes, and then it goes to credits. And I'm like, There was something okay, on the was, This wasn't a romance. There was something on the director's website where he talked about it. I can't remember what it was because I was reading it, and I was like, mm, okay, I just, like, don't care enough to write this down. But, like, if you're looking for an explanation, it is on his website. But there was a whole thing where I think, like, there was, like, scenes that were cut, like, like possibly, like, one, like, fucking, like, lovemaking scenes. Also, like, they were leaning in more to, like, the backstory of, like, when um, Johnny, or is it Johnny? Whenever the fuck, the lead dude, the bike dude. John Cooper. Yeah. Whenever John left, and she ran into the arms of the deputy, I think. It was, like, confusing, because clearly, as I showed y'all reading direct quotes, this motherfucker, like, his grammar was not all there. So I was like, wait, what? Um, but there's a whole thing that that went through where, like, she was, like, ready to have a family, ready to have a baby, and then, then John comes back, and he, like, throws a wrench, and there's a whole thing. So, like, that's clearly something she was after, and I presume that there were scenes where, like, that conversation was being had. Not that that is of any importance when this giant python is on the loose. Yeah. It just felt so out of pocket. I was like, why is this the big resolution at the end? Because this was never part of the film. Like, we didn't care. Well, once again, girl, it's giving me a little bit of fucking eight-legged freak where it's like, why the fuck is Deputy is Dewey here romance? doing the romance? Yeah. Babe, there are spiders on the loose. Get out of here. <laughs> Too much. Yeah, you're right. <clears throat> but... Yeah, it's it, – from where you begin and where you end, you couldn't have predicted. It's, like, once again, it's not as convoluted or, like, it's just – it is very straightforward. It is just, like, it's a straightforward plot where, like, yeah, everyone's being dumb and mm-hmm. making dumb conclusions. And you're just, like, no, of course. That's exactly where I would go to. Um, <clears throat> but I also want to talk about – I know – fuck Jenny McCarthy, you anti-vaxxer. <clears throat> but – there's a scene because it's established that Will Wheaton's Tommy or whatever, um, he's, like, tr- I guess trying to become a realtor, and he's, like, the apprentice of this, like, other guy that's, like, the big realtor in town. And there's a whole thing where he talks about, like, he, like, doesn't want, I think, like, propose to his girlfriend, um, Teresa, until he, like, scores this big sale. It's a whole thing, once again. Girl, I can't e- <sighs> The relationship between Tommy and Teresa was infuriating because you don't really get like concrete background on how long they've been together but from what like she says that she fell in love with Tommy the moment that she met him and he says that he fell in love with her the moment he saw her freshman year of high school and also I have no idea what age these people are supposed to be there's like really no context for it but they I am assuming that they have been dating through high school up until this point and you're trying to tell me that you have not boned yet it just feels like such a weird decision to be like, they've never had sex and he's afraid to propose to her because he doesn't know if the sex is going to be good. And I'm like, why? Are we, why? Why is she? Why? Why is this a character trait that we've chosen for her? It's just so fucking weird. And I, I don't believe it. To each their own. Some people mm-hmm. like to wait until marriage. But this is 2000 in a fucking big snake movie where people are fucking in the woods. And I just, it just doesn't feel realistic to me. It's just so weird. It is a, it, characteristically within the the confines of this movie and the other characters. Yeah, you're just like, once again, like why Python two thousand? Why was that was what you went with? I will talk about Teresa a little later because okay, I have feelings about her. But anyways, he so his like mentor realtor, which what the fuck is this motherfucker? Kenny the closer. Kenny the closer. You're right. Um, he goes to this house. Jenny McCarthy shows up. When I say that this bitch, first of all, coordinating, like, blue dress, I think blue heels, blue eyeshadow, like, she is having the moment. Um, Bitch shows up. She is in heat. 
in heat like you wouldn't believe. Oh my god. So she shows up and she is down to a motherfucking clown. He's trying to show her this house and like the whole time he's just like this rising sexual tension. Like she's trying to get like fucked bent over the goddamn couch by this realtor who by no means is like this like hottie. Um and he seems to be like really into it too. Like oh okay. So then they like go upstairs to like the bedroom of the house and then like he shows her like the jacuzzi tub all this shit and she's like really into it and she do you see how my fucking thing is zooming in on me (laughs) um she's really into it um and like you're like okay and this is mother i was like you know that was a good bit that was funny because then they cut to something else i think and then they cut back and you hear them before you see them and she's like oh my god, like, it's so big, it's so big, like, and you're like, okay, so they're, like, fucking, like, that's what we're supposed to assume, and, like, at this point, we're like, we opened the movie with, like, titties out, pussy eating, so, like, I'm not gonna put it past this movie to, like, just have these two fucking so randomly, no fucking background on, like, what is going on here, and then they cut back, and it's two of them fully clothed, still standing in the bedroom, and he's showing her, like, I guess, like, whatever. Her savings. Yeah, like, showing her, like, what she's gonna need to, like, buy the house or whatever. Yeah, her interest rates and, like, all that stuff. Yeah, and she's like, it's, like, so so much bigger than I thought it was gonna be. And he's like, you can do it, blah, 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 like, and then that leads us into another snake moment because he hears something in the garage downstairs and it's like, those kids are trying to fuck up my car. And he, like, runs. And then there's this weird moment. (laughs) He leaves. He's like, okay, like, you think about that. I'm gonna go take care of that. I'll be right back. He's gone for two seconds, runs back in, like, out of breath. He's like, okay, changes his price again. After he already just, like, brought it down for her because she was like, can you, like, give me a deal, maybe? Mm-mm-mm. And he's like, okay, like, 15%, blah, 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 that's the best I can do. Don't sign with anybody else until I get back. Like, just, like, and I get that, like, the whole thing. Don't sign like, with anyone else until I get back. Where should like, you go? Like, where should you jump out the window? <laughs> um, it is just, like, I didn't hate it because it is just, like, doing so absurd. But that's one of those ones where it's, like, that scene, like, if the whole movie was, like, kind of, like, on that level of, like, pure absurdity. Yes. Where, like, it seems like everyone involved, like, knows that it's absurd and is purposely making it absurd, then this would have played, I think, a lot better as a whole as a movie. But, like, that is, like, the pinnacle of it. Like, that's the best we get is this scene and this whole sequence. And then after that, it's kind of, like, gone. Which I feel like maybe they felt they could do that because, like, first of all, Jenny McCarthy is, like, literally only in a movie for this bit. Like, she hasn't been seen before that. She isn't seen after. And the realtor also kind of, like, other than, like, one scene where he pulls up next to Tommy and John at, like, a traffic light only time he's seen so because they're like these like very much secondary characters it's like oh we can do like this goofy ridiculous shit with them here but nobody else yeah i feel like aside from robert england jenny mccarthy understood the assignment the best yes. and i this that is the energy i wanted from all of the characters because it it is an over-the-top concept and listen i'm not gonna stop saying that the screenplay is not great mm-hmm. and so if you're gonna have a weak-ass screenplay with some characters and some choices that do not really logically make sense, then you got to ham it up and you got to make it fun. Yeah. And obviously, as we've discussed, you know, it was, you know, you know, the studios and all that shit. But clearly, she got it. She knew what she was hired for and she fucking served it in the same way that she served in Scream 3 because she's one of my favorites in that one. So good. Yeah. So ditzy. So dumb. She, she does ditzy dumb very well, and you have to give her that. She's in her bag when it comes yes. to being ditzy and dumb, um, perhaps in real life as well. Um, but we have to, of course, I mean, we talked about the accent already. There's no, there's nothing much more to say about that. That was another note I had. It's just like 
it's one of those ones you got to hear for yourself because it is just like you do, at first you're like he doesn't have an accent and then it just comes out of nowhere and you're like is it an accent or like yeah is it like I don't want to say like a speech impediment but like what the fuck I don't understand like and then I was like and I didn't realize the first that I had recognized his actor I was like he's very handsome beautiful blue eyes um he's in Sleepy Hollow which is where I knew him from um but I couldn't remember like what the fuck right, he sounded right. like in that. So like when he's talking, and because it, it it's like you don't pick up on it until like, later, where you're like, okay, I guess he's trying to be southern. Like I really was just like, does he just like talk that way? Like, and you know, which clearly choices. is not the case because the director is like, no, he was making a choice. For yeah, the he made a choice. Um, I mean, I feel like it probably was the same thing with John Voight, and the director was just like, yeah, go with it. I mean, Bye. like, at that point, okay, the thing with John Voight, though, is, like, John Voight is a much more established actor at that point, and also, like, you're on a big, you have big budget money, you needed to fucking step in and maybe he wanted hurt to some be, feelings. Uh, he wanted to be, do something that he'd never done before. John Voight's a fucking No one has ever done it since, because it's one of a kind. You only need to do it one time to know that it was bad. Um, but yeah, we need to talk about the snake, obviously. The snake that is CG the entire time. Originally, what I read on the director's website was like, originally there was a whole thing where you had kind of alluded to when you were talking about Robert Englund earlier, where it seems like he had a part in like engineering the snake. Originally, in like the original script or whatever, Robert Englund's character was like full force, like yes, he created this snake or whatever, but they decided to change it for two reasons, to kind of, like, keep it more, like, creepy and ambiguous, like, we mm-hmm. have no idea where this snake came from, like, it just, like, we don't, it could be implied that it was engineered, or it's just, like, some ancient creature that was, like, born this way. I feel like, but it is pretty clear in the film that it was man-made. It's man-made, but they, like, I think they, like, um, they veer away from Robert Englund overtly being, like, I had a part in it, because they also overtly. were, like, if Robert Englund, like, overtly in the movie, like, made this thing he would know so much more about it and we want to like be able to like even with him like have the snake like surprise him be able to like get the one up on him um but the snake is fucking huge it's bigger than the snake in anaconda it's literally Mm -hmm. like the king kong of snakes like outrageous yet it fits in a garage it's like the shape of the snake slash more so the size of the snake Changes slightly to fit whatever scene. It can, like, go out of a window. I'm like, how did it fit out that window? It's Uh, a huge Literally. But then there'll be scenes where it's, like, rising up and you just see, like, its body. And it's, like, the size of, like, three tree trunks smashed together. And you're like, in what world? Um, But this one thing with the snake, because at the beginning, it kind of, like, sort of an off... It is an off-screen death with the two girls at the beginning. When they find their corpses, or at least Lisa's corpse... I did like these gnarly ass corpses, like literally yeah. skeletons with the flesh like burned off and it's like chunky and just barely clinging to the bones. And you're like, and at first, because you're like, it's a snake movie, you're like, well, I would assume that this person would just be like, ripped in half or like just the bones are left because the snake coughed him up. Like the snake presumably is eating these people. Like, and then you see this and you're like, what the fuck happened here? Um, which of course, the acid factory baby or whatever the fuck they work at, Johnny and his fucking brother, um, which is where he's fucking biking like he's on BMX too at the beginning. Um, they're like, well, the only person in town that like has access to acid is Johnny. <laughs> and like, he used to fuck Lisa like everybody else. But once There's again, also like multiple employees who work there, yet it's only John. Right, and it's like, and they're all men, in. and the whole bit apparently is that Lisa slept with every man in town, so like, why not? Mm-hmm. Um... But then they're like, so Johnny has to be the suspect. So, like, 
So for a while, you're like, I don't understand what's happening. Until the garage scene, where um, when it comes time for the realtor's death, um, the snake seems to puke on him. And it's be- and at first I was like, what? I, like Every moment, I'm just like, what is happening? But it's acid. So then you deduce that, okay, the snake spits some corrosive-ass acid, stomach acid-type shit on these people that makes their fucking flesh literally dissolve off of their bones, which is a fucking tough break for John because makes him look like the suspect because of all that acid, which the acid comes back around in the final act after they try everything in God's green earth to kill this fucking snake and it's like a goddamn roach from hell. It will not, not even be scathed by like a huge fucking atom bomb type ship going off. And then they literally get it in the factory and like dip it in the acid and fucking kill it. And just to be clear for anyone that's confused, um, in real life, pythons don't have acid. They do not spit acid. So this was just a choice that was just made. Because it's engineered. Can we we discuss the snake? Because my main issue with this film, and it's going to come back into play when we do our cue and slay. My main issue, and maybe I'm just misunderstanding, but I think it was just sloppy writing. Because the scene where Robert England is talking to the man with the bad accent, who is the government person, and he's trying to explain to him what's going on. He's trying to explain that there's a big snake. Robert England goes into incredible detail to explain that this is a snake that has been created by breeding with multiple different species of snake, like different characteristics and like all these things. And he's very clear that it's like a hybrid of a bunch of different kinds of reptiles and snakes. And there's a quote that he says um, that I wrote down um, because later on that guy calls it a snake and he says, calling it a snake is missing the point. It's unique. My point is, if this is a snake that has been made up of multiple different species, why is this film called Python? It's not a python. A python is one species of snake. Why are you calling it python if you're saying that calling it a like just a snake is not enough? And also, they make a point to say that pythons kill by constricting their victims, yet this snake pukes acid and bites people and never, I don't think, constricts anyone. So how can you call this movie python? The only constriction that we ever get is literally fucking Lady G at the beginning. Yeah, it's not a python. So why is this movie called python, Anya? Girl. You're asking the real question. I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, this I feel like might be pre when, like, sci-fi really started leaning into, like, the titles where it's like, Megala, whatever the fuck, you know, yada, yada, yada. Megalodon. Yeah, shit like that where she's like, I'm going to combine letters and words and sounds. Well, a Megalodon is a kind of animal. Yes. But, like, Sharknado. Exactly. Where it's just like, um, well, you know, and I feel like it's one of those things where it's like, listen, we put shit into the script. Um, we didn't think that far ahead because that didn't matter. Like, we were making a big snake movie, so, yeah. Like, what's a big scary snake that people would be scared of, especially if it was bigger? And, like, you know, easy to remember? Python. We were, Anaconda already happened. We can't use Anaconda. We gotta use Python. Yeah. I was just, like, watching the movie, and I was like, okay. And then the fact that they just, like, made multiple points to be like, it's not just a snake. This is what a python is. This is multiple kinds of snakes. I'm like, then why are we... So why are we calling it Python? I just, like, don't understand. I guess you can't call it Big Snake, but, like, big then snake. don't make a point to say that it's, like, a lot of, he calls it, like, a chimera of 
apes, like reptiles. And that's the thing. It's just like you could say like it is a python, but it's been like enhanced with like this DNA right. or this DNA. It's just like no. And I think there's also a lot of subspecies of pythons. So like you could have just said like it's a lot of species of pythons put together. But like right. they, make the, make they made python. it very broad and they also added elements that are not characteristic of pythons, which just proves to me that there's other species in there. Right. I just, like, my brain can't – it explodes when this shit happens. But one thing I will say in favor of Anaconda is that – I mean, we definitely shat on it when we talk about Anaconda, but you, I also definitely said that I loved it – was I the, love it. the puppet snake, which, like, there's yeah. definitely CG for sure in Anaconda, but, like, we also get, you know – dumb as he may look you know the puppet snake whereas i said earlier like this movie pure cg it's giving very much like the snake is giving very much um the basilisk from the chamber of secrets ps2 game um oh like that's the level <laughs> of graphics that we're at um which the closer they would they do shots where it's like close up where in theory you'd be like this is where you would want to use that giant python head you made or like some mm. you know real prop just for the seconds where you're, like, you know, looking at it, the scales are right there, and it's not. It's just, like, so CG that just, like, heightens the fact that you're, like, yeah, graphics beyond subpar, below that. Um, not great. Um, but I will still say probably not the worst graphics that I've seen from something that could, like, live on the sci-fi network. When I talk, Whenever I think about bad CGI, all I think about is Alien 3 and oh, how bad – the whole alien in Alien 3. That's the one I've definitely it's, seen the least because I fucking hate it. So so... Because, like, I'm a huge Fincher fan, and Alien 3, the fucking CGI alien, is hands down, like, probably the worst CGI I've ever seen. Worse than Teen Wolf, bitch. So oh, bad. yeah, Teen Wolf. How the fuck are you talking about Teen Wolf? You know what? These graphics are better than Teen Wolf. I'll say that. Actually, yeah, I mean, they these might graphics be on par. Are, These graphics are bad mostly just because, like, the scenes where the snake is interacting with another person, like, you can just see that disconnect between yes. the, the visual of it and also, like, the fact that the actors are not quite acting in the right direction fully to, like, be responding to it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's it, what I expect from, like, a straight-to-TV fucking snake movie. I don't expect that they're going to be putting a huge chunk of their budget on the CGI or on the practical effects, especially when you have a cast with, like, fucking Robert England in it, that you're going to – most of your budget is probably going to paying him mm -hmm. to be in your film. So, you know, I can forgive it. It's it's so bad that it, like – again, it leads into that camp. And I'm like, if the acting and the story had been as silly as the Jenny McCarthy scene and the way that the snake looks, I'm all fucking on – like, I'm on board. Yeah. But – it's just, like, little moments of, like, this could have been so fun. I Like, I still have a good time watching The Snake and appreciating how bad it is because I, I don't need it to be good. It's Python. Yeah. Um, last thing I wanted to bring up, um, because I feel like we brought up, funny enough, watching this, well, uh, also obviously all unintentional because, as I said, we had never seen this before, didn't know anything about it, was how it correlated to past movies that we've already done on the podcast obviously anaconda we discovered tremors you know yep. arachnophobia eight-legged freaks like that type of shit which some of those like they're all are like big giant monster thing or like mutated animal thing like so in a way of course they're all going to correlate in some capacity but i kept thinking i was like this one dynamic is like reminding me of something what is this from what is this from like it's definitely something we watched this Wait. was also you're probably thinking the same i think thing. i know 
Um, this is giving me very much killer clowns from outer space. Yes. With the dynamic between John and the deputy, like literally kind of beat for beat because it's like, we see these two, John and, um, Kristen Greg. or she's oh. Greg. The deputy's name is Greg. Oh, um, well, John and his girlfriend where like at the beginning of Killer Clowns, these two are together. We're like, okay, yeah, happy couple. And then as it goes on and like, of course this big antagonist is introduced as well then it's introduced that like well she used to date the deputy and like now they maybe need his help or like slash he's like involved and like he's gonna rough up the current boyfriend and like they have like overt beef they're not even trying to hide because you know mr still your girl kind of shit but then of (laughs) course at the end like they'll come together for the greater good and like be like Mm -hmm. you know what we saved the world or our little town together, so you're all right. Like, literally, and literally even to the top being a blonde. Like, it was just, like, I was just gonna the say exact it, same thing. I was like, <laughs> did you guys watch Killer Clowns before you made this? Um, yeah, yeah, I, I had love to make how the, I love how that relationship is, like, it's made clear that they used to be really good friends, and then, you know, everything that's happened with her has really create created like a rivalry between them and they like really don't like each other and literally the way that they resolve it is that they just like tussle a little bit and then they're like yeah we fought it out we're friends now and i'm like Ugh, fucking boys men. will be boys it's so stupid and then like even the the woman Kristen, i think you said her name is like says something to him like why don't you guys just fight it out and like get over it and he's like we did and i'm like oh the way that like she would even suggest it as like as if it's a normal thing for men to do like fucking shut up you guys should be physically violent with each other and then move on yeah come on that's how men handle situations it's like here's the thing i'm not gonna sit here and pretend like i don't get a little fucking like oh shiver up my spine thought of like two i mean i don't find i'm not attracted to anyone in this movie I know it's a shock to the audience because I stay being in heat, but I wasn't. So there's that. Um, but, you know, I get a little tingle at my spine when I think about, like, two hunks that I'm into, like, fighting over me. <laughs> but at the same time, I wouldn't go up to them and be like, you know what you guys should do? Beat the shit out of each other. Yeah. <laughs> like, listen, I might be thinking it, but I wouldn't say it. And that's the difference. That makes me better. Um, anyways, I guess it's time for the last time this season to oh my god as if we're not going to fucking be back next month for season three <laughs> opener um for everyone's favorite the Cuban Slayer <laughs> so good to be home alright let's fucking get into it do you um, want to start should I start yeah I'll start why the fuck not okay let's see um alright what is your favorite line my favorite line um I would probably say it's, um, it comes from Tommy after the snake has attacked or attempted to attack Teresa in the bathroom. She runs, she's been screaming and hollering. He gets out of bed. She runs through this, like, I guess what is the bathroom door and tries to, like, it's unclear. It's, like, not even the bathroom door. It's, like, a hallway door. Well, I think that they are, she makes a comment about how, like, the upstairs bathroom is out of order, so they have to use the one in the basement. So, I think she's running up from the basement. Um, but she's, like, trying to close the door, and she's like, come, get away from there, get away from there. He's like, whoa, 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 whoa. And she's like, there's, like, a snake down there. And, of course, she's, like, not being clear in the fact that it's, like, there's a snake that's, like, the size of the Chrysler building in our basement. Like, yeah. she's like, there's a snake. And, of course, and even if it wasn't that big, just in general, like, you know, it's like having any animal in the house. I know, um, first of all, a lot of people are very scared of snakes. Point blank period. It could be, like, a spider, though, honestly. It would be a Literally. And it's just, like, you know, she's, like, screaming, crying, freaking out. And then he gives her this look of, like, pure, like, are you fucking kidding me? And he's like, dude, 
you got me out of bed for a snake? Which, of course, he says it, and then they're like, and now he's going to die immediately. Which is, like, it's funny. It's the bit. But it's just, mm-hmm. like, it was just one of the things where I was like, and yes, she did. Um, yeah. I'm not even particularly afraid of snakes, but if I was, first of all, naked in the basement, in the middle of the night, like, in a vulnerable position, and a, an animal that, like, probably isn't meant to be in the house, and yes, I'm not afraid of snakes overtly, but, like, I don't know, like, it could be what kind of snake it is, what if it's poisonous, what if it tries to bite me, like, yeah, I'm fucking running up there and grabbing someone and being like, oh my god, like, get up, we have a fucking snake in the house, like, yeah, don't fucking act and, like that's some crazy ass shit. Yeah, and also she woke him up before she even got in the shower because they needed to go somewhere, she didn't wake him up because there was a snake, he was already supposed to be up, so fucking... Grow up, man. Grow up, Will Wheaton, for Ugh. God's sake. Um, that yeah. was my pick for a line. What about you? Well, I have one real one and then one fake one. Okay. Um, just because it, just personally for me, was so fucking funny. It's like one of, it's like five, six minutes into the movie. It's during his BMXing fucking edit, and he gets stopped by the deputy, and he rolls down the window, oh, and yeah. John says, hey, Greg, and immediately I'm like, oh, that's my boyfriend's name. And then Greg goes, this isn't a racing circuit, Cooper. And it's just funny to me because we just got a dog named Cooper. Oh, yeah. And I feel like, I was like, that's so Greg talking to and Cooper. And Cooper stays stop fucking running, running around. He does. So I was like, <laughs> oh, my God, my family. Um, but that's not my real line. I was just like, oh, my God, I love it. But uh, it kills me. It's the scene where Tommy and John are driving somewhere. And Kenny, the closer, pulls up next to them at a red light. And he gets out of his sunroof. And he's like, hey, man, are you going to close that house? And they're talking. And this little boy rides by on a bike and just, like, hits Kenny the Closer's car with his hand. Oh, yeah. And Kenny fucking turns on a dime, and he says, hey, you scratch it, I'll hang your balls like fuzzy dice from my mirror. You got that, Billy? You got that? You piece of monkey shit. And I was just like, the fucking aggression at this, like, eight-year-old boy. Incredible. I live for that. You know how I fucking feel about little kids. I know. Oh, Don't we all? Calling she wants a little all dead, kid a guys. piece of monkey shit. Bitch. <laughs> 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 and then he immediately like turned back to them and he was like, anyway, guys. And I'm like, ooh, psychopathic. I love it. I mean, that kind of comedic bit I feel like works for me often where it is just yeah. like, I have this one personality trait that usually is bubbly and then like literally for a split second out of nowhere, I'm like, I will fucking kill you and wear your skin. Anyways, you guys, <laughs> hope to see you later. Like, yeah. it's it's I always funny. Um, I will say one other one I had originally was – um. When they're in the car and Tommy is telling the whole background about how, like, he and Teresa have never slept together. And he's like, what if the first time mm-hmm. we have sex, it's, like, bad or whatever. Um, and he's like – and then Johnny says to Tommy, like, Tommy, there's no such thing as really bad sex. Which I was like, only a fucking man would think that. <laughs> yeah. Like, literally only a fucking man would think that. Because literally they just need to fucking put their dick in something, like, wet and warm. And they're fucking happy. Like, yeah. women, like – and that's why we're often unsatisfied. It's just because, like, men don't think bad sex exists. It does. It exists most of the time. Yeah. So, maybe think again. I just had to fucking make note of that. And the fucking constant bullshit this movie of, like, men's perception of how things are, especially sexually. Yeah, fair. Anyways, um, who would be your partner in crime? Ooh, okay. Um, I was torn on this because... So many of the characters, I'm just like, you're all so one-dimensional and or the things you say and do don't make much logical sense to me. But I'm going to go with Teresa because I think she's really beautiful and she has this weird moment when her, uh, Tommy comes to her house where he's like, where's your mom? And she like goes cross-eyed and she's like, I cut her up into pieces oh, yeah. and put her in the freezer. And I was like, okay, 
queen. Are we? Are we besties? I think I might like you. And then you know she has another funny moment where like near the end, and Robert England like makes her hold the snake, and she's like, uh, and she like really doesn't want to hold it, and she's scared, and she's like trying to get everyone to take it from her. And I was like, you know what? I don't know why you're not fucking, but other than that, I think you're a dope ass queen, and I would be friends with you. So I pick her. I also picked Teresa. Um, for similar reasons, I mean, yeah, I think just from the jump, to me, like, as you're saying, yes, it was, like, a, a choice, not that I was, like, against it, but it was just kind of, like, oh, that's an interesting choice to make with the whole, like, we've never slept together. But, like, I kind of appreciated the fact that, like, she wasn't, as far as I can remember in the movie, she, because there wasn't really an overt reason, like, she was never saying, like, I want to wait until we're married. Like, she never said that. It was just kind of, like, it seemed to me, and I'm sure I'm reaching here, but, like, you know, that's what movies are about, making your own, pulling your own meaning from them. I really respect the fact that she is this, like, beautiful woman. And not that that has Gorgeous. anything to do with any choice you have to make in your life. Um, and beauty is subjective. Um, but I just appreciate the fact that, like, she felt very comfortable in the fact that she was, like, I'm, yeah, I just, like, a time hasn't come for me personally with this relationship. Even though I love this man, and he loves me, um, that I haven't wanted, I haven't felt ready to have sex yet. And I did appreciate that, like, from what we could suss out for the most part it didn't feel like there was any moments to me where like tommy was overtly being like we have to fuck Teresa," like you know pressuring no, her no. into it um so i really appreciate i just like that was something i really liked about her not that like because she wasn't having sex like there was nothing about that i just appreciate that it was like yeah so often you either get like you know i am the pure virgin like whatever and we kind of like don't really talk about it or like, it's just like kind of like that weird like perfect virgin sacred virgin or like you know like especially in horror like something like Lisa where it's like and I'll sleep with anybody that asks um where I just like appreciate where it was just like she's in a relationship she's in a happy relationship she isn't like oh I'm so unhappy because like he he's really wants me to have sex with him I don't want to be mad like she was like no I love him we're in a happy relationship and we haven't had sex yet and that's what it is and yeah just like she was also a survivor she fucking mm-hmm. fought for her life in that motherfucking towel to get out from that snake um and how that towel stayed on literally by the grace of God and a prayer girl um I just was like, yeah, I respect her. I think she's a little bit of an icon. And then at the end, she was wearing, I think it was her, she was wearing that fucking stupid-ass tank top. <laughs> at this point, Roberta was sitting with me on the couch. It's a pink tank top, and it says something like, like, it's pink on the front. It's oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It says, like, the name of, like, the store or whatever the fuck they're in. And in the back, it says, like, I killed, like, a giant python, and all I got was this tank top. And I literally out loud, I was like, what a stupid-ass fucking shirt. How do I get yeah. one? How do I get one? Um, <laughs> so, yeah, she she's my pick, too. So, honestly, in a perfect yeah, world, me, you, and Teresa, gal palin around town. Yeah, because, like, in that scene when uh, Tommy comes over and he's like, oh, your mom's not home, she, like, kind of makes it seem like she's gonna fuck him. She's like, yeah, we have the house to ourselves. And then they, like, start kissing, and then she's like, okay, so the polo's over here. Uh, good night. And I was like, <laughs> okay, bitch. Put him <laughs> to bed. so naughty for that. All right, what is your favorite kill, Mrs.? Miss? I thought you were going to finish up with something else. No, you. You're Mrs. Just Mrs. Me. Um, my favorite kill was the decapitation of Jenny McCarthy. Was that yours? Yeah. Yeah. It was, it's just so good because the thing about this, obviously we already talked about this whole kind of bit of the movie being like really silly, really ridiculous, blah, blah, blah. But the part that kills me, even pre-decapitation, and it plays very much into, like, doing the classic blonde in a horror movie who's, like, big tits and no fucking ideas at all upstairs, fucking no one's home, is she runs into the garage because she hears the realtor, like, freaking the fuck out, struggling for his life. 
she runs in. She sees the snake, like, tangled up with him, like, ready to end his fucking life. Mind you, a snake the size of fucking King Kong in this garage. When, like, I was, like, and I always think about this when I watch horror movies. We definitely talked about this. Like, what would I do in her situation? Like, I think that's a classic thing people think about. She runs in the garage and sees this. When I tell you it would be fucking Roadrunner meet meep immediately. Like, <laughs> I'm turning on my heel and running. Because it was, like, all you need to do is just register that. Like, how long does that take to register, like, something awful one second literally like it's like and maybe i'll take me time to process it but all i know right now is that is about to take many lives and it isn't going to be mine and i'm running she stands there open mouth for so long and like you're like taking the eyeshadow and eyebrows literally which of course like is a is a almost an essential in a movie like this a horror moment of like oh my god and then literally and you know she's gonna die like she's not making it out of this but then the snake just like with its like fucking razor sharp tail in like two seconds flat head just off it's just you gotta respect the clean decapitation man and like I feel like they don't even do the the classic like you know gory like and now we're gonna watch the head tumble down the stairs no decapitated you saw it happen that's all you need I, I appreciated it. It was simple. It was effective. You know, as in a movie where a lot of the deaths are happening via acid and or, like, being bitten, I was appreciative that they changed it up and did a little decapitation with the tail. Used the whole yeah. body. And they kill with the tail yeah. later. They fucking impale southern accent motherfucker yeah, in the do. back with that the tail. That surprised me. I was not expecting him to die at that moment. Yeah. But he should have listened to Robert. He didn't. And we all pay when we don't listen to Robert. Um... Mm-hmm. Okay, so I guess it's time for OG questions. And you were, I feel like, very excited for yours because you said you, like, came up with it instantly. So I hope it's, like, part of me is, like, I want you to go first because I hope, like, whatever mine is isn't what yours is. I don't think it's going to, I don't know. I don't know either. Mine is about the snake and its um, genetics. No, mine is not that. Okay. okay. Um, my question also is to do with snake, obviously, big shocker there. Okay, so here's a scenario for you. You know I love to paint a scenario. Okay. I have a scenario for you. Ah! <laughs> I love a scenario. Um, so let's say you are Greg. No offense. You're on a fucking camping trip with like, let's say like your dream, like like fucking Jared Kadalecki. Let's fucking say like that type shit. Um, <laughs> about to get down and dirty. Um, Give him a call. <laughs> Jared Kadalecki, cross off your bingo cards. Um, but you're on this fucking camping trip, and it's similar in ways. I mean. We, I don't know that we give a fuck about actually camping. But, you know, we're glamping. Who gives a fuck? Okay, like, I'm not going to go camping. I mean, let me say, the fucking tent they had was a nice-ass tent. That was a big-ass fucking tent they were using at the beginning of that film. I was like, Jesus, you could fit, like, eight people in there. Or a, a python. Uh, exactly. Anyways, getting off track. You're on this camping trip. It is romantic. It is sexual. Like, you're getting, like, Jared all up in your lady bits. Like, whatever the fuck, girl. And you're having the time of your life. But... He has also brought his, like, huge fucking pet python. And mind you, it doesn't have to okay. be Jared Padalecki. It can be anyone you want to insert into this scenario. No, it's Jared Padalecki. No, it is. It's Jared. Um, it's, it's season five, Supernatural, Jared Yeah, Padalecki. it's your dream fucking, like, uh, fantasy man. Yes. But he's brought his giant fucking pet python with you. I mean, not okay. giant, like, you know, super yeah, yeah, giant. I same as Lady G. Is this a deal breaker for you? No. No, I don't give a shit. And snakes do not bother me mm-hmm. at all. I have no problem with snakes. If I were to see a snake, I would go, hey, snake. And then, you know, it, just, it doesn't Keep bother me. Keep my hat to you, sir. Yeah. 
I mean, if I'm alone in a tent and a huge python enters my tent and I don't know this snake, I'm going to go, oh my god, because it's encroaching on my safe area and I might get bit by it. But if I'm with my dude and it's his pet who I'm familiar with and he is there to wrangle it if it gets a little bit too up in my business, it's fine. He can go take a nap in the corner. Jared and I will go in the other corner. It will be fine. Yeah. This is separate time, baby snakes. Yeah, I don't – I'm fine with snakes. As long as they're not going to, you know, bite me, and I don't think that he would allow it if they were biting snakes, you know, it would be fine. I'm going to bring the snake. I don't care as long as I can have Jared. Yeah, okay. I love (laughs) it. that's fine. Is the deal breaker for you? Oh, girl. Absolutely (laughs) not. Are you fucking out of your mind? (laughs) Let's just be clear. As the fucking – always horny member of the podcast like literally like profusely sweating from every pore thinking about shit um it would take I'm, I'm sorry but like my red flags are like i feel like most obscure random things and i don't have enough of them honestly um if i was with my <laughs> dream man on this fucking camping trip um and he brought his fucking pets the only thing would be like me being concerned for the snake like i'd be like maybe a little annoyed we'd have a tip where i'm like why do you need to bring snake? Like, all it's going to do is, like, we're going to be concerned the whole time that the thing is going to fucking, like, get away. Right. It's going to be dark. Like, do we have a fucking carrying cage for this thing? Like, that would be, if anything, the fight. But, like, no. And also, I have, like, um in Arizona, like, held, like, the huge, like, I'm talking, like, the huge pythons. And I mm-hmm. love it. Uh, they're, like, weighted blankets. So, like, I don't trust myself because I don't have enough knowledge, honestly, and or space to have a huge pet snake. But, like, I would love if, like, the man of my dreams, my boyfriend, whatever, like, had a huge python. And then I could, like, okay. go over to his house and we're, like, sitting on the couch. And then we're, like, hey, like, a little scarf for, like, wearing the snake. Oh, my God. A new fantasy unlocked. Um, yeah, so it's the opposite of a red flag. It's a fucking aphrodisiac for you. Okay, girl. Good to know. All right. I didn't say all that. But, you know, mm. I'm not, not saying that either. Um... Yeah, so I'm I, I like snakes, but similar to you, yeah. If I'm in a setting, and I sense about most animals, if I'm in any setting, and it's in the wild, and like any kind of animal, like runs at me, like even if I was out in the wild and like a rabbit, like a fucking rabbit, like you know, wild rabbit, like at full speed ran at me, there would be a moment where I'm like Jesus and like run away because like yeah. I don't know if it has disease. I don't. I'm tr- not trying to upset it. Like anything like that. Where like yeah, a snake where there is just like. We all know there are venomous snakes. There are snakes that are dangerous. Like, I'm not going to see one and, like, cry, scream, run the other way, freak out. But, like, there is definitely some caution that's going to be exercised. And, like, if I don't know, yeah, I'm going to freak out, especially if it's in the middle of the night and I'm camping. But, yeah. No deal breakers here, ladies. Boys, bring your snakes on our camping trips. I don't give a fuck. As long as I'm being taken care of, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I agree. All right. All right. So. Situation for you. You really gotta open your mind for this and just imagine that. My third eye is literally glaring. Anything in science is possible. Okay, so I already hashed out my issues with the genetics of this snake. The fact that it was not very clear on how it was made and what how many species are involved. They really like (gasps) Cooper. They really like leave it kind of up in the air of like. Who knows if there's, like, other reptiles in there? Who fucking knows? So just imagine a world where you can make any pet for yourself by combining three different animals. <gasps> what would you make? Oh, my God. Alex. I already know your answer, but I'm going to let you. Uh, so I'm finding three animals? 
three animals, any animals that you want to create your perfect household pet. You need to understand that you would have to keep it alive in your home. So probably not like, a, you know, a fish of some kind with a land creature. But, you know, you do you. Because then at the end of the day, like, I say three animals. I don't even know how they would look combined together. Who cares? It would be adorable, whatever you <laughs> Whatever do. it is, automatically adorable. That's how the science works. Um, yeah. Shoot. Um, I feel like I have two already yeah. in lock, on lock. I'm sure you I know what those are. The two are, are very clear for me, for you. But then I thought of a third one. So we'll see if I'm right. See how well I know But I'll definitely love to hear your third one because maybe I'll change my answer to whatever yours is. Um, fuck. Okay, I'm going to go with, like, <laughs> probably um, a squirrel, mm-hmm. a, yep. a bunny rabbit, yep. <laughs> <laughs> and then one of those, like, tiny little scrunkly dogs that, like, looks like there's something wrong with it and the tongue mm-hmm. is always hanging out of its mouth. Oh, like Donald's dog. Literally, I yeah. love her. Rip. Um, yeah. yeah, that would be my combination. Okay. What was your third one going to be? That would be such a weird little fucking rat creature. Yeah. I thought you were going to do a bunny, a squirrel, and an owl. Oh, like a little owl? That yeah, because be then it could be a little flying rat. A flying rat. You pretty much just get a flying flying squirrel at that point. Amazing. Um, I love your you? little guy. I love my, <laughs> he just like, creature. he just like comes around every corner and you just like hear him breathing. Like, <laughs> my, uh, my pet would be something uh, coming from the nightmares um, of a small child, I think, because you know that one of my favorite animals is a llama, but I explicitly did not use llama in this because it would be too big for my house. But just know that in my heart, I wish a llama was involved. Right. Um, I got very specific in my answer because I was thinking about it like, it was going to be something that actually fucking happened. Um, but I would do the species that my cat is, which is a ragamuffin, because they're just, oh, like, the sweetest, I love most cuddly, ragamuffin. most, like, affectionate cats. A ragamuffin cat, for sure. A golden retriever, because they're intelligent and gorgeous and fun. And then my favorite animal, a chimpanzee. Alex, I love a chip. Jesus I love a chip. Christ! Yeah, it would it would be haunting, but I would love it with all my heart. Oh no, <laughs> I would not be visiting. Are you fucking <laughs> kidding me? First of all, I feel like the Alex, a monkey. <laughs> you monkeys are so smart. You have three super smart animals there. Yeah, but I feel like also I feel like aren't like chimpanzees and like apes like prone to violence sometimes, especially if you try to domesticate them. Yeah, but if you combine it with a golden retriever and a ragamuffin, <laughs> it's gonna balance it out. No, you're right. That would fix everything, girl. <laughs> Whatever. That is not real the science. Most disturbing image. I was like, okay, the cat, the dog. She said it was gonna be a nightmare. Chimpanzee, bitch, bitch. My dream in life is to hold a chimpanzee in my arms and hug it without getting my face torn off. Mm, I don't like the monkey. Oh, I love the monkey. I could, I if I could just do... Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, I remember this girl, that I, I can't remember who it was, but we went to high school together, and I remember one time I, like, was beside myself. I was wheezing because she also, like, she hated monkeys. Hated monkeys. And I was like, okay. Idiot. Hated them so much that she legitimately, she was like, w- refused to believe that we came from monkeys. And we were like, well, girl, it's evolution. <sighs> like, we did. She's like, No. <laughs> I fucking hate monkeys. We did not come from that. And I was like, and it wasn't because, like, she was, like, oh, very religious, like, God, right, you right. know, Adam and Eve snapped his fingers, here we are, the universe. She was just like, no, something else, but it wasn't monkeys. And I was like, oh, okay. 
Well, if you tried to tell me that we came from killer whales, I'd be like, mm, no, we did not. Fuck you. Yeah. So I, I get it in that sense, but. No, yeah, I don't know. I've never really seen, I, I don't, not that I think that they're ugly, but like, <gasps> even when I see baby monkeys, I don't know, it doesn't, and you know me, girl, I love a little animal. I love all animals, and I would, if I met a monkey, I would give it love and affection, but like, I don't know, they don't ignite anything in me. I don't. I would anything. suffocate a person to get near a monkey. I, you wouldn't have to. You wouldn't, I would ugh. let you go in front of me in line. All yours. I love monkeys so much. Oh my God. Ugh. I can't even talk about it. I'm getting overwhelmed. <laughs> uh, anyway. Anyways, on that fucking monkey note, um, yeah, I guess it's time for what ends all of our episodes, which is oh, our last one. I know. Ranking this movie, which was a huge reason for the pick, was because we felt, and by we, I mainly meant me because I made this pick, was like, we've been like, doing pretty well like you know threes yeah. dumb jocks and ups i feel like for most movies and i was like yeah. let me make an active attempt to pick something that will be below that so we will see if that ended up being the case um alex where do you rate this movie i give python two stars stoner bro because it's not the worst thing i've ever seen um i don't think that it's a good movie in terms of like you know i don't think there's a lot to- uh, to unpack in it I think it's just a really fun ride and it's a movie that I watched it alone and I think watching it with another person could be so much fun because yeah. there were so many comments that I wanted to make as the film was going and I had no one to say it to and I was just like cracking myself up so you know two stars because as a cinematic experience you know not stellar but as just a good old Thursday night I had a blast yeah um, I'm going to go Stoner Bro as well, honestly, um, because literally I watched it last night, which was a Saturday night, but, like, it was, I was tired, it was getting late, and I was like, oh, God, like, I know it's not that long, and I hope it's not, like, so awful that it feels like, how am I going to keep my eyes open, and it was not hard at all. I was sitting there, you know, completely like, yeah, this is going down really easy. Um, obviously it's not an award winner, um, but as we said, significantly more fun than Anaconda, um, I mean, easily a more fun to record episode, I would say. Um, just because yeah. we didn't have to recite the fucking plot to y'all. Um, but yeah, so Stoner Bro. So still not bottom of the barrel. I don't, have we ever had a busty blonde? We must have at some point. Probably. Maybe Anaconda. I feel like I probably gave maximum, maximum Overdrive, overdrive actually, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But not the worst we've watched. Not the worst we've watched, but also not the best. No, a lot more fun than a lot of the ones that we've watched, honestly. And even though we're giving it Stoner Bro, I think we would both say, like, yeah, if you want something fun and oh, silly and please goofy, watch it. Watch it. Watch yeah. it at least once so you fucking have seen it. Um, and watch it with friends. It'll be more fun. Um, Absolutely. But yeah, so that concludes uh, episode 24 on Python. Um, as we stated at the beginning of the episode, uh, this is our uh end of season two we will most likely like we did with season one have an end of season two special of some sorts whatever that ends up being you will find out at the end of april and then yeah we're going to open up season three with a movie that if you use your big brains you can probably already predict what it will be based on the past two seasons and the openers we have chosen for those um i'm really excited about it and i can't wait we're really excited about the season to come because there's movies that we ordinarily want to do they're really fun and guests we'd like to bring on guests we'd like to bring back and you never know mm-hmm. what's in store with mini sods as always but all this today thank you so much to all of you for listening 
for uh, reaching out and telling us that you watched the movies, that you enjoyed the episode. It does mean a lot because doing this podcast is just very nice and fun for us and it's something we really enjoy and we do put time and thought into. Um, so yeah, yeah, and at the end of the day, we're doing this podcast honestly because I want to find new movies that yes. I've never heard of and I want to dive into movies that I've maybe only seen once and not really given second thoughts to and it's really exciting when I get to see like our friends watch things and log them on Letterboxd and be like oh my god they watched this movie that potentially they never would have even heard about if we hadn't covered it so yeah it's really exciting in that way and I I have a lot of fun doing it so thank you for listening yes and we appreciate you something I haven't brought up I think but um now on Spotify if you're a Spotify listener um which I listen to all my podcasts on Spotify um we have said in the past and of course begged you on our knees to rate and review us on iTunes because it helps us a lot but now on Spotify, if you go on Spotify, if you type in our podcast, you go to the normal podcast page, there's an option up top where you can rate us, you can give us a star rating. It's even easier than iTunes, y'all, because you don't have to write anything. I don't think there's an option to write anything, just giving us a star rating. Um, and obviously, the more good star ratings we get, the more on people's radars we can get. So if you haven't already, hop on Spotify, go over to our podcast page, give us a nice five stars. It would be very much appreciated. We love you to bits for it. Um, and that's that's the small ask we have of you as the season two comes to an end. But thank you for coming along for the ride. We hope to see you. And by see you, I mean we hope that you are somewhere listening to the sound of our voices for season three. And as always, keep it creepy. Keep it creepy. Yay! Yay! Bye. Bye. Hi, creeps, and thank you for listening to another episode of The Girls Who Cried Be Horror. We would not be able to make this podcast, though, completely on our own, and we have some folks that we would love to thank. Um, first and foremost, if you've noticed, we have amazing new artwork, and we have to thank our friend Raymond Lowell, who commissioned it for us. Uh, you can follow him on Instagram and see all his other amazing art at RB Lowell. Uh, who else, Alex? Uh, we would love to thank, yet again, for another season, our lovely friend Nathan Graham who made our beautiful introduction music um, and he sings the Girls Who Cried Be Horror. Um, you can follow him at yes. instant underscore grams like his name um, and you can also check out his podcast with our other friend Jonah uh, called The Commonwealth. Yes, all good spooky content. Yes. And of course, if you can't get enough of us, we're on social media too. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at the Girls Who Cried Be Horror, on Twitter at Girls Who Cried Be H, and if you really want to write us a whole novella, baby, you can send us an email at the Girls Who Cried Be Horror at gmail.com. We always want to hear your thoughts and opinions and your insight. Uh, and if you want to follow us individually on social media, you're welcome to do that as well. Uh, I am at G Way Forever. That is G E E W A Y number four and then ever on Instagram at agarity15 on Twitter and uh, on agarity on Letterboxd if you really want my uh, my film insight. Alex? Yeah, and if you want to check out the uh, three tweets and Instagram posts I do a year, you can check me out uh, yeah. at <laughs> Alex Branley because I'm very basic on Twitter, Instagram, or Letterboxd. It's all the same. I'm just Alex Branley. <laughs> she makes it easy for you, folks. Yeah. She makes it easy for you. Um, that's what we have for now, so we'll see you creeps next time. Goodbye. Bye-bye. The girls who cried be horror